Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Craft Root Sports. I am Mike. With me, as always, is my main man Scott. This is Craft Root Sports. Scott! Tap this cake of sports knowledge. You pump out poor. Deal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring in the heat to start the show. Oh, man, I'm, I'm kind of sad. Why are you sad, man? I feel like we need to, uh, to have a moment of silence. Okay. Just take a minute. Okay. And let's, let's let the music fade out. Let's pour some out for those of the, the Bowling Green Massacre. <laughs> This has been Craft Root Sports, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Those poor bastards. They died for us, man. They died for us so we could be doing this podcast. Oh, oh to wow. all, the, all the families out there from the, from the Rolling Green Massacre, we are, we, we are so sorry. What the fuck is going on in our country, man? Uh, for Jesus real. Jesus Christ. What the fuck is happening in our world right now? Listen, everybody, we won't talk too much about this. You listen to our bullshit to escape all the bullshit that's going on out there but damn it son of a bitch i thought dude i was really worried for a second i was like we've been talking for like a half hour he hasn't seemed like anything's wrong something uh, dude i set it up did you just get a text I set like, it up. <laughs> <laughs> had to make sure you, you had no idea it was coming uh, no clue no clue well, welcome awesome, to the man. show <laughs> How are you really doing? <laughs> Great. Signing week is over. Super Bowl um, week is almost over. I'm kind of disappointed in that. Like, that kind of sucks. It's the end of football. Yeah. And it's officially done. We don't have... I mean, We're going to struggle. No, nah, we got some good stuff planned. <laughs> we got guests on, nah, the, yeah, on the hook. We're, we're doing things. We're but making it, is, it happen. It is about to be one of those dead times. Yep. This is, this is all-star, baseball all-star <laughs> break in February. How funny is that? That like when we first started, we were like, oh, this is brutal, uh, but it'll be okay. By the time like the next dead time comes, we'll be doing this for a while. We'll be able to. And now we're like, fuck, what are we going to do? <laughs> it's all good. Just hope. Just hope there's people fucking up. That we can talk about for that was episodes. exactly what I said. I think I might have tweeted that out. Like, we're gonna need people to start doing their things. <laughs> Athletes, this is your time to shine. Do some dumb shit. So we got shit to talk Ezekiel about. Ezekiel Elliott, come on, you come can, on you down. Got some dumb shit to do. Right? <laughs> Any cowboys? 
<laughs> Dakota, we see you. That'll give Scott an entire hour's worth of material Just right there. <laughs> All right, well, what are we drinking today, man? Man, we are drinking a, a black chocolate stout. <laughs> black chocolate stout from Brooklyn Brewery. This is, they call this the legendary Russian Imperial stout. So Trump supports this beer. Loves it. He he's won't, a, he'll deny it, but a, he, he, he loves this beer. <laughs> this beer is 10% ABV. Uh, and as I sit here, Midway through my first one already, I was like, oh, yeah, this is 10%, and isn't he it? he got super excited to find out that it was 10%. <laughs> I went, was over here jigging. I went six to midnight. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was... <laughs> Damn it, man. It hit the table. Well, <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> Come on. This table's high enough away from our knees. There's no way. Uh, Listeners right. aren't Fair fooled. Enough. Fair enough. People don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they have a good idea. They've heard your picks. They've seen, they've seen pictures. They're like, he's Irish. No way. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way Cran of Black and Cran has has hit the table. He's lucky if it hit the top of his jeans. <laughs> Damn. Uh, anyways, so this is the limited edition beer. They only do this in the wintertime. Um, Brooklyn Brewery, obviously out of Brooklyn. But, dude. Yes, I, son. I popped this one, and I was like, you can smell the chocolate in this beer. Definitely chocolate smelling, and chocolate flavored, black. It is pretty black, very it's, black. It's super black, rich, dark beer. <laughs> black. <laughs> so, good time to be drinking a black beer. <laughs> that's all I can say. Anyway, nothing wrong with a good black beer. <laughs> Look, we do our part here on Craft Brood Sports. That's right, we do. <laughs> you wanna you wanna get into upper deck, man? Before we harp on before what people kind turn of us beer? off. Yeah, before they're like, "What the fuck are these two assholes <laughs> doing? Are they gonna get into the show?" We Shit. are five minutes in, and they like have said they're nothing. Like, they talk politics in this damn beer, <laughs> and the one idiot's just repeating black. <laughs> well, anyway. We're going into Upper Deck, which is, as always, is brought to you by Audible.com. Fans of Craft Brood Sports, that's you. Can test out Audible's service with a free 30-day trial offer. That includes a free audio book download. No strings attached. Even if you cancel that subscription within the 30 days, you still get to keep the audio book. All you got to do to get your free 30-day trial and free audio book, head on over to audibletrial.com slash craftbrewsports. That's audibletrial.com slash craftbrewsports. Or just head on over to our website, craftbrewsports.com. Click the Audible Trial link. I like that we gave people a preview of like the dead time where it's just going to be like you just going black. Black. That's <laughs> Speaking of black, LeBron James went the fuck off this week. Uh, Charles Barkley called him whiny. On a TNT broadcast. He did. And he also said that he wasn't willing to compete. Well, James, later on in the week, responded by telling a reporter, quote, he's a hater. What makes what he says credible? Because he's on TV? I'm not going to let him disrespect my legacy like that. I'm not the one who threw someone through a window. Wow. (laughs) Never spit on a kid. I never had unpaid debt in Las Vegas. I never said I'm not a role model. I never showed up to All-Star Weekend on Sunday because I was in Vegas all weekend partying. All I've done my entire career is represent the NBA the right way. 14 years, never got in trouble, respected the game. Print that! Well, goddamn, wow. LeBron. 
Wow. Goddamn. That's, I mean, that's crazy. And it's, I, look, what Barkley said, I he, he made a point because LeBron has been talking about wanting, you know, he, team yeah. upgrades. We talked about it. Yeah. And, and he, you know, with, with Gilbert last week, we were discussing it. And he has come off a little whiny. And he, but to say he doesn't want to compete, I think that's why he's whining. Right. So I actually think they're both right in their own way. Now, the problem with LeBron is that LeBron went schoolyard. He went, he went that guy deep. you can't joke with. Yeah, he went deep, man. It's like I've walked up to him and be like, oh, man, that's a that's a funny looking. You got spaghetti on your shirt, man. And you're like, oh, really? Well, I fucked your mom last night. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Chill out. Like, it wasn't that serious. I, I was just I was just saying, like, there's a spaghetti spot on his shirt. Yeah, well, fuck yeah, your mom. You're failing math. Yeah. Like, oh, man, that's a soft spot for me. I don't know yeah. if you knew this. Your but- mom's the village whore. <laughs> what Dude, about everybody knows it? I just, I the the crazy thing to me was when LeBron was asked about this, he just fired these off. Like, it was, it's been stewing. Like, he clearly. Dude, ready. Yeah, he clearly has he had a list. deep-seated like, hate. Hold on a second. All right, I think I got all the burns here. Yep, checked everyone off my list. I need to make sure I got that one where he spit on a kid. <laughs> he waited before he said print that. He was like, hang on a second. Check my notes. He also Check ended it by saying, there's a new sheriff in town. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Which, unless you're 80 years old and your last name is Eastwood, you probably shouldn't be saying. I don't. Uh, so here's where I start to pick apart LeBron's. Here's where he loses me on this whole thing. He goes... What makes what he says credible? He's in the Hall of Fame, man. Right. He's been a broadcaster for a long ass time. I mean, I feel like Barkley has been a broadcaster longer than he was playing during my lifetime. Right. And it's not like it was you or me calling him, you know, whining. Right. If he was like, did you hear crap root sports last week? (laughs) Fuck those guys. Who the fuck are they? I'd be like, yeah, he's right. We got got nothing. I also would be like, did you hear that? (laughs) Yes, if you all listen to crap root sports, listen to crap root sports, y'all, because they was talking shit. (laughs) That would be the promo for every show. It would be. (laughs) It'd just be leading off with LeBron saying, fuck those guys. But it would make total sense if it was just random assholes. Yeah. I mean, Chuck played in the league, right. is a Hall of Famer, he's, has the he doesn't have the rings to back it up as uh, no, but as LeBron also, could have pointed out, but right. didn't on his list of abuses. I wonder if the, he was like, "That's the line I'm not going to cross," because yeah. that's the one where he'll get really pissed. <laughs> well, <laughs> to his credit, I can talk about him spitting on a kid, but if I start talking about <laughs> him not having rings, he might murder me. Well, to his credit, Chuck took it in stride. He said he wasn't going to get personal. He didn't, you know he. Fire back it's like I you know, it, this is my job. I call like it is. I wasn't trying to, you know, disrespect him or nothing. I was just saying, you know, you got a lot of guys on your team and other people would kill to have it, just go out there and play. So he makes a good point. Well and that's LeBron what it, makes decent point. Like I, I also understand too, like Chuck does spout off a lot. So sometimes well, he does say some crazy shit. And I and I gotta that. feel like LeBron is speaking there's a whole lot of people because Dwayne Wade did say he was glad that LeBron said something like this. And I can't imagine that he was the only one in the league who was like, shit, about time somebody told well, Chuck those off. Well, two, those two have like, wasn't there that commercial where they pointed out like a beef with Charles Barkley? Because there's like the yeah. one commercial where LeBron's like lacing up his sneakers after playing with Dwayne Wade or something. He's like, hi, Chuck. Or something like that. Like they, I forget what the commercial is, but I'm pretty sure there's a point where 
LeBron points out something. He's in the commercial with Dwayne Wade, and he literally points to Charles. Barkley I just imagine that across the league, there's lots of guys. Who I'm are sure, like, man, fuck are. that guy. Yeah, and then LeBron said it, and he's got got the clout. So it makes me wonder how prevalent this is. Like, if you're saying there's lots of guys, and I think that you're right, but what about other sports? Do you think there's like these former players who turn commentators. Oh, where, God, yes. Where the players are like, shut the fuck up, man. Oh, you no doubt. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, because it, it, you don't want to say it's like a traitor situation, but you can imagine here's a guy that was, you know, a co-worker, essentially. Yeah. And then, it, it, you know, it's just like when a co-worker goes to management and all of a sudden you see this different side of somebody. And you're like, man, I used to work alongside that motherfucker. And now he's over here talking shit and... It's like what? Yeah, that may have been the case though back in the day. I don't there's not I mean there's not guys in the league now that were playing with Barkley. Like all that's no. a crazy thing. Yeah. All these guys now came into the league with Barkley as a commentator. They've known right. him forever as a commentator. That's anyways, that's off off topic. The point is LeBron James Zero possible, to 60. possible burn of the week. Not, <laughs> not often that LeBron claps back at somebody, but uh, this was the ultimate clap back. Note to self, always be pro-LeBron on this show. LeBron, <laughs> or, we love you. Or we go the other way and we try to get him to shout us out. I'll take it. I'll take the heat. Use a bitch. <laughs> I'd probably cry if LeBron James was like, that Mike Burrell guy, he's a fucking bitch. I'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> Anyways, moving on in Upper Deck. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. The Raiders, they filed the paperwork. Everything looked like it was a, a good move to Las Vegas. They were done with the situation. Uh, but we talked about it, the fact that they didn't have a place to play once they got into Vegas. A huge problem. Yep, a little bit of a snag there. And they were going to still play in Oakland for a couple years while the stadium was being built in Vegas. It was going to be pretty awkward, but... Not quite as awkward as not having a stadium in Vegas. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, so things now in limbo for the Raiders after both Goldman Sachs and the casino mogul Sheldon Adelson backed out of the stadium deal. They just <laughs> they were like, nope, we're fucking done. Right. So the, the casino mogul, I get backing out and being like, I don't know anymore. Like, well, and I think part of his deal for pulling out was that he was told one thing. There was some type of confusion where he wasn't. He he thought a, a deal was a certain way, and all of a sudden it wasn't. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm not putting my money in this. You yeah. know what? I'm backing out." Well, and and there had been rumors of him backing out for yeah. a while. As a matter of fact, when they proposed this, the Raiders proposed a plan B that included how to get the money without Adelson's money. Which so you should they, always do because when somebody offers private funds, right? Which it was a like a chance. lot, right? It was like he was on oh the hook yeah, for like six hundred and fifty million or something. It crazy was a like good that. chunk of it. Like if he would have supplied it, it would have pretty much taken care of it, and then they yeah. could have gotten the rest some other way. So that's uh, but him backing out, they kind of knew that was possible. But Goldman Sachs backing out, that's right? where it's like, ooh, you're fucked. Like where do you where do they go now? Well, this is when you tell your wife you're uh, getting a divorce and you're ready to move on. And you're all planning on moving in with your side chick. And then your side chick is like, you know what? I don't think this is a good idea. And then you got to go back and tell your wife, hey, honey, I uh, bought that divorce. 
can I still sleep on the couch or something? <laughs> I really don't have a place to go. So, I mean, this is that that's the Raiders. Look, they, I mean, I'll take the pull-out couch. Like, whatever. Yeah, I wanna, mean, we, don't, we, we can sleep in seven rooms. It's fine. It's cool. We don't even have to do the thing no more. But they, that's what they – that's what happened. I mean, they, they announced, hey, we're going to Las Vegas. Everything's great. And, you know, we're just going to hang out in Oakland for a minute. But it's a done deal. Oh, shit. We don't have a place to move. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's not good at all, man. It's so, very sloppy. On I, I can't believe that the NFL would let it get to that. Point that's the crazy because thing. it's a reflection on them poor as poorly as it is on the Raiders. Yeah, like, how can they allow one of their organizations to flippantly announce, "Hey, you know, we're making this move. Everything's good." And then the deal completely falls through, and now, and, and then there was no plan B for. Yeah. But if we don't move to Las Vegas, then eh, we're gonna do this. Now, right. then, now they're scrambling. No, you gotta, and, and you gotta move. Like you can't stay there. You can't be. Like, Although, do oh, they? Listen. Funny enough, I feel like Oakland, <laughs> the Raiders have been. <laughs> you the think they'll nomad. be like? Okay, that's yeah. Right. No, well, the the Raiders have been the nomad team in the NFL. They've been to L.A. They've been to Oakland. Then back to L.A. That's true. Then Oakland. I mean, they've been in. Oakland twice now, so I feel like Oakland's like, yeah, you know what? Come on back. We're not that mad at you. You're still point. playing at the shitty Coliseum, but we still love you, baby. <laughs> well, how- <laughs> We're not building you a stadium, but... I think that's what it's going to end up being. They're going to go to Vegas anyways, and they're going to end up playing at like UNLV Stadium. Oh, at least for a year. Right. And it's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. bad. We thought like- the Rams had it bad. <laughs> All right, NFL players, are you pumped to play in front of these 15,000 people? It's going to be a <laughs> You remember when you were in high school? It's like that again. (laughs) I hope they even play Friday night games. That'd be awesome. All them kids from Texas are like, this is bullshit. This (laughs) is nothing. This This is what they told me the NFL was like. All righty. Well, sticking with the NFL, the Patriots are back in the Super Bowl, as we all know. But this story seems fitting. Because back (laughs) when everybody remembers that the Patriots on the verge of a perfect season and they decided that they wanted to be prepared, unlike the Raiders, to cash (laughs) in on the fact that they were undefeated. So they filed paperwork to trademark 19-0 as well as perfect season. That's crazy to me. (laughs) And thankfully, shout out to Eli Manning, (laughs) the Patriots didn't get to 19-0. And now, if they ever do... They are ready. (laughs) But the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office just granted the Kraft Group the trademarks. So now if any team, not just the Patriots, say in 100 years from now, the 49ers, go 19-0 or want to sell shirts that say perfect season, hey, the license has already been paid for from the Kraft. That's unreal. So they actually have to – that's the craziest part about this story to me. If if the San Francisco 49ers go 19-0 – and they want to put up a, a shirt that says 19-0 Super Bowl champs. They have to pay fucking New England to do that. Which is nuts. That's crazy. But That's it, crazy. Would be, it would be sweet, though. Couldn't you imagine? I, because they've got it, they'd be like, hey, we want to pay for the rights to have the perfect season thing that y'all nabbed. Remember? Remember when y'all thought you were going to have that? Well, well, we got that. So, here. Take this cash and run along. <laughs> run along. They just draw like a, a winking smiley face in the memo right? of the check. I totally would. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it sucks that you'd be paying them versus paying, <laughs> you know, it, it, to, to get the fee for yourself. But I, it would be totally worth it. There the was end. So the craziest part about this, too, there was a, a high school team in Massachusetts who went undefeated. And there was some like 
movie that they made about him and they called it perfect season and they had to pay the patriots to use the title perfect season for this movie like that they're cashing in already on the fact that they didn't have a perfect season so what if they call it perfect season period (laughs) but they still have to pay i'm guessing they probably still have to i'm I'm trying to find whatever loophole i can to not pay the patriots in that scenario but how how shitty are you as the patriots to take money from a massachusetts high school be like yeah you better fucking pay us is it out of their character does it sound like it's out of their character that's a good point doesn't sound like it to me they're like yeah you know what fuck them kids Perfect season our asses. Pony up. <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, it's smart. Yes, you're planning ahead. You're getting ready. You're going to be selling well, that shitload of merchandise. They definitely should have done it because they're, it looked like it was coming, too. I mean, yeah. you have to be prepared in the event that, you know, you've got to start printing off Las Vegas Raiders stuff, even if, you know, <laughs> you might not be there. So I get it. I mean, it's just like when the... Uh, championship t-shirts from either the falcons or the patriots are going to get shipped off to africa after the game hey they've got to get made because you can't just go in thinking one or the other so i get it but everybody gets to laugh at you when it doesn't happen so (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing to me 19 and 0 patent pending (laughs) we're gonna we're naming this show 19 and 0 perfect season that's gonna be the name of this episode 19 and 0 perfect season and we're gonna see if we get sued yeah come get us crap (laughs) meet us outside how about that (laughs) oh shit i love it all right well meet me outside how about that isn't it catch me outside isn't that it whatever whatever fuck it anyways uh antonio brown threw down a little bit of a gauntlet this week so, for those of you that don't follow punter news in the NFL, <laughs> all of us, <laughs> Pat McAfee is the punter for the Colts. Or I should say he was the punter for the Colts because this week, Pat McAfee announced that he was going to retire and he is going to start working for Barstool Sports. He's, uh, I'll, I'll get into McAfee in a minute. Anyways, so McAfee makes this announcement. Antonio Brown goes savage as fuck on McAfee <laughs> with this announcement. He tweeted out a video featuring him running back a punt for a touchdown that he blew past a McAfee just flailing at him. Yeah, like, just he was awkwardly. at the very end. He was the last it line was, of defense, like kind of diving, but yeah. no real chance to tackle. Typical him. punter, like, I'm going to make it look like I'm trying, but really, uh, <laughs> you got it. But it also <laughs> looked like McAfee was diving as hard as he could, and he was in slow motion as Brown went past him at regular <laughs> speed, and it was so quick. You're like, damn. <laughs> so as awkward as that is to bring that video back to light and throw it in McAfee's face as he's retiring, uh, that wasn't the craziest part. The craziest part was... Brown started playing Sarah McLaughlin's I Will Remember You playing over the video of him running past McAfee. Savage move on Antonio Brown's part. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So I will say this is definitely more of a lighthearted thing. McAfee and Antonio Brown have a back and forth. Uh, As most of you may know or may not know, Antonio Brown kicked the Cleveland Browns punter in the face one game. Right in the face. (laughs) He drop kicked the punter. That was his way to, quote, hurdle over the punter. Uh, Drop kicked the punter in the face. So ever since then, every time the Colts play the Steelers, Pat McAfee tweets at Antonio Brown. He's like, hey, man. 
take it easy on me this week. Don't do this. <laughs> and shows that that gif of Antonio Brown kicking the, the punter in the face. So they do have like this friendly rivalry. So this is just like the the final chapter in that rivalry. This is just Antonio Brown being Closing like... Closing the book. I got you. <laughs> here's Okay, but here's what I don't like about Pat McAfee. All right? Pat McAfee for the last several years has been doing stand-up comedy shows in Indianapolis. Uh-oh. Yes. Invading so, your turf, bro? Yeah, and and I'm all for people like doing stand-up. If you want to do stand-up, cool, we'll go out and do it. But he all of a sudden is just like, hey, you need to put me on. I'm going to have my own show at one of the top clubs in Indianapolis, Morty's Comedy Joint. Go check that out if you're an indie. And uh, it, it, people just flock to these shows. Now he'll donate proceeds, but it's it's like, man you're not that funny like you're all right it's always just like it's just like any other celebrity that all of a sudden is like i'm gonna do stand-up now and they just tell stories and name drop the whole time and you're like this is bullshit this isn't that funny so i get a little pissed that mcafee is now parlaying his stand-up career into this barstool sports i'm gonna submit this segment to the play a hater of the year <laughs> award committee because that sounded like you was player hater. I, uh, yes, I will admit I'm very, uh, yes, I am a player hater when it comes to this. I understand what you're saying, but wow. No, I, I get well, I get pissed when anybody who's like this famous person, like when there's an actor that's just like, well, I'm not getting any roles anymore so I'm going to go do stand-up. It's like, fuck you. This is hard to do, man. No, this isn't I get easy. You, you can't just yes. fucking get up on stage and be like, man, yeah, well, I'm a fucking course, NFL because of punter. Celebrity from yeah, and people playing are like, football. he's great. Yeah. Hey, well, he gets the platform, right? And the benefit of the doubt, exactly. Because, that's and that's the fucking thing. They get the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. I get up on stage and people are like, "Who the fuck are you?" And they sit there. Hey, it's crammed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they sit there, cross-armed, like frowning the whole time. Like, all right, that was a good one. It's like, no, fuck you. If Pat McAfee had said that, you would have liked that joke. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I'm on Antonio Brown's side. That's all I'm saying. I wish you would have kicked. Pat McAfee in the face. I know what I'm dressing up as for Halloween. <laughs> Pat Although, McAfee. Pat McAfee won me back when he threw a touchdown pass this past season and then did the Conor McGregor walk. Oh, <laughs> was that was that. Picture. That was yes. him. Oh, shit. I, I don't think it was a that. touchdown pass. I think they just picked up the first yeah, down. Yeah, it was a first down. But then like, he did it was the, on like a fourth and long. Yeah, it was a fake yeah. punt. And then he did the Conor McGregor walk. And I was like, all right, Pat McAfee, that was good. That was a good one. <laughs> He was doing it for the, for the people. <laughs> well, sticking again with the NFL, kind of. We've sort got of. Johnny Football News. Woo! Your your yes. <laughs> I saw before you get into the story. I saw a tweet of a line of people, and they were like, "They're lining up in the KD Mall for Johnny Football autograph signing, ninety nine dollars." I held back tweeting or tweeting back. Anybody signing a a sack? <laughs> <laughs> Also, also that it, him saying that it wasn't fifty dollars for the selfies and saying, "Oh no, that's not true. Yeah. I didn't do that." The, the, one of the headlines I saw said, "Would you be willing to pay fifty dollars for oh, a yeah. selfie?" So many people did. That's uh, fucking so. Awful. Yeah, people that, are dumb. That actually happened. But anyway, um, Mr. Renzel is telling people in NFL circles that not only is he a- attempting a comeback that includes working with noted QB guru George Whitfield. Uh, he's also willing to volunteer to drug testing as part of his comeback. Oh, okay. Well, Johnny is actually already listed in the stage two offender 
category in the NFL when it comes to <laughs> drugs and alcohol. So um, under the conduct policy, that subjects him to random testing anyway, and that's if he gets reinstated. Oh, and by the way, when and if he gets reinstated, he could be subject to a suspension, again, under the conduct policy. So even though he hasn't played for the last couple of years, all of this is in jest, really, because guess I, what, Johnny? They would piss test you a lot no matter what. Yeah, that's the funny thing. He's like, all right, listen, here's what I'm going to do for you. It's like getting a DUI and volunteering not to drive for the next six months. <laughs> guess what? You're not going to. <laughs> I mean, judge, just hear me out. Yeah. I, I Look, promise not to drive for like the next six months. I, if you don't find me, you don't do any of the other stuff. <laughs> Let's call it six months. I won't drive. Okay, we cool. Does that make it easy? <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. Like that's that's very noble of you, and we hope that you're getting your life turned around. And I, the NFL is better with Johnny Football. Let's be honest. Does he think he's going to get on at a team though? Of course he does. Who's going to take him? You know uh, what would be fucking awesome? You know who needs a quarterback? Maybe even three of them. 49ers. <laughs> you know what would be awesome? If the Browns signed him. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. It is like, we're we heard about this kid coming just back. Just you. <laughs> we heard about this kid coming back. He, he wants a second chance. <laughs> Cleveland is the town of second chances. Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. He blew a DUI level... Uh, reading three times and got arrested for coke once three and one the Warriors blew a three one lead he's going to the Browns so did the Indians <laughs> but don't tell them don't tell Cleveland fans. don't tell Cleveland I would like to see Johnny Football back in the league just because it makes our job it, easy not? it'd be fun yeah. uh, I tell you what if Johnny Football is in the news uh, we got show topics every week that's for sure <laughs> We're it doesn't through. matter what the season is we, we got need show to, we need like special music for johnny football watch we Just, do <laughs> let's see what johnny football did this week <laughs> johnny <laughs> all right let's round out upper deck with some college football news lane kiffin he had his first national signing day this week Tasty. as a, a head coach in florida he's had one before in tennessee and then at usc but uh this is his first one after being uh, relegated to the offensive coordinator in Atlanta, uh, Alabama, and apparently Saban really affected uh, any personality that Lane Kiffin had because he used to have a personality. He was like a an upbeat dude, uh, and that is apparently gone. He's a good quarterback. Florida, Deal with it. <laughs> Florida Atlantic has sucked the life out of Lane Kiffin. They asked him to film a video urging fans to come out and support the Owls, purchase your season tickets for this season, and um, we did not doctor this in any way. This is 100% the video. Hey, Owl Nation. This is Coach Kiffin. What an exciting time. Next week is National Signing Day. As we sign some of the best players in America... We need some of the best fans in America. So please join us next week for this exciting season. Come watch the Owls. Have a great year and a championship run starting with you. Go Owls. I don't know about you, but I want to run through a wall for that man. Woo! FAU, let's do this. I am so fired up. Are you fucking kidding me? That is the most awkward video I have ever seen in my life. And you guys, obviously, this is radio. You couldn't see 
Lane Kiffin, but his expressions and his he stood there. It looked like the sun was in his eye. <laughs> he looked like he just rolled out of bed. He looked like he would rather be anywhere else in the world. It is as ter- he looked as terrible as he sounded. Yeah, it was one of the most awkward videos I have ever seen in my life. And uh couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Right. Fuck, <laughs> fuck Lane Kiffin. Way to go, Lane. Good to see you land on your feet down at FAU. If if there was any sign that this was a one and done job, that was it. Like Kiffin has done it before at Tennessee where he's just like, Oh, by the way, I'm done now. That's it. Just one year. This was clear that he was like I am not sticking around at this I'm hell pretty home. sure prior to this uh, shoot, he was recruiting players for the next school he's going to. <laughs> like that's how that, that's how little enthusiasm he showed. It's like they caught him in the middle of jerking off and like, hey Lane, we need you to come shoot something. I, I'm a little busy here. Well, we need you to shoot this. Well, Jesus fucking Christ! I mean. I'm head coach. What else do I got to do? We just just read this promo. We're trying to get the fans hype. We're trying to get kids to come here. All right, fine. Fuck. I'm going to get back to jerking off. So let's make this quick. All right, yeah. FAU is a great school. Come play for us. Go out. Go out. Can I jerk off now? Right. <laughs> fuck. They can't even be mad with enthusiasm. It's fuck. It's, damn. Guys are downers. <laughs> FAU tweeted that video out. It's gone viral. Uh, they have since deleted the tweet because of all the shit that they've gotten for it. Solid move. Which, <laughs> you know what's funny, though? When you delete something that bad after it being online for like six days where it's everywhere. There's no there's oh. no getting away from it. It's on well, YouTube. It now it's lives on... forever on Craftford Sports. That's right. It is right here in Upper Deck. Upper Deck brought to you by Audible.com and Lane Kiffin's lack of personality. Come on, guys. You're guys, rough. Guys, just, hey, can you just like leave me alone? Cause... I'm really trying to rehab my image. <laughs> It's, so I really think it's just Saban. Saban has like rubbed off on him. He's just a robot now. That's unreal to me, man. Even Saban was animated on the sidelines, though. I mean, he might be a dick and robot in the that's interviews, true. but Jesus, that's that's a good point. That's fair. Uh, I think Kiffin will be animated on the sidelines. He just doesn't want to be. A, he doesn't want anything out there that shows that he's been associated with FAU. He wants Clearly. To, he wants to forget this ever happened. Can we edit that out? <laughs> Can you edit all the parts I said owls and, and was excited? <laughs> it's like he's he's like, you guys can do CGI, right? Just make me look happy. Right. <laughs> Just Photoshop a picture of me when I was at USC. Really happy. <laughs> Just put an back owl's when, hat on Back me. when life was good, you know, like, just put it there. It was all good just a week ago. All right, so this week was uh, National Signing Day. And thank God that shit's over. All right, what is your hatred with National Signing Day? Look, I am all about kids fulfilling their dream and yeah. getting to uh, celebrate the fact that they're going to school. But you know what I can't stand? What's that? I can't stand fucking kids pulling a... WWE ripping off two and three t-shirts and uh, having a dog run in and I'm waiting for guys to, to, you know, 
run up with a steel chair, and it's just all the theatrics that come along with signing day. It's gotten so ridiculous. I feel like these kids sit around for four years watching other asshole kids in, in front of them it's true. Uh, <laughs> do these theatrics, and they're like, oh. I'm a one up that shit. I mean, did you see the kid who ended up signing either a four star linebacker who ripped off a Florida shirt yeah. and ripped off a somebody else's shirt and then, you know, finally revealed the USC shirt. And it was just yeah. like so you There's another up, kid that like threw a Mississippi State hat down to sign with Ole Miss. Yeah. And, and Mississippi State fans were like, this fucking asshole. Right. Well, and all you do is invite, you know, people to hate on you. I don't know they don't give a shit, but it's all about the spectacle and they're happy yeah. right now because we're talking about them. Well, that's, that's what, what they it, want. That's what it comes but, down to, yeah. But man, it's just, it's just so, it just smile, put on your hat, tweet it, say, and move on about your day. Like, just... But old that's back. not the world we live I'm in. Nah, man, I'm a dad now. It's <laughs> old school. <laughs> Son, back in my day, yeah. you had to fax your letter of intent in, and you now to, you got to fucking just email had, it. You, you had, had to just snail, hashtag. You had to snail mail that shit. <laughs> in. I, you, I'm planning on coming to your school. You'll know in four to five business days. <laughs> you don't. Now you just hashtag the school you want to go to and Snapchat it with your. I mean, I'll never forget Landon <laughs> Collins when he was at the damn high school All-American game and his mom who's sitting there all super pro LSU. Oh, that was fun. But that was fun when she got really it mad. Was, it was funny because he ended up spurning his mom yeah, and going to Alabama. That was the best. But at the same time. Like, that's where it's gotten to, where family members are split the day of the signing because, you know, these these kids have kept the, the <laughs> secret from the parents, for Didn't, Christ's like, sakes. his younger brother do the same thing, too? Like, uh, I think his younger maybe, brother... I don't even know. I, I just remember watching it live thing. and thinking, this is where it's gotten to. <laughs> Mothers are about to disown their children on national television because these kids... And that wasn't even on national signing day. That was after the fact. Cause that, was the, at, uh, that was at the, the All-American, Army All-American game. Yeah, yeah. that All-American game, which is after the fact but still it just it, it all blends together and god i just hate it i can't well it, we are in this time of like you it's gotta me, make it you gotta make a name for yourself and you gotta put yourself on the map in order to get noticed and otherwise you're just another nameless <laughs> there was face a, a, in the crowd. A, a samoan guy who did this whole had a whole dance routine and it was oh, did like, he do a haka oh fa- yes nice. it was a big family dance thing to like announce where he was going and i'm like I just can't deal. I, can't I don't do it. I don't hate it. I I get where you're coming from. I understand from like the old man perspective of this is this is getting out of it. But at the same Fuck time, you, it's like, well, at the same time, it's like. They're eighteen-year-old kids. Like, let them have fun. Who gives a fuck? And the funniest part about it is, you know what? Have fun on the field. Well, that's the thing. All right, so you do all this shit. You pull that shirt off. You rip that shirt and then rip another shirt. You just pissed off two teams who are now like, we're gonna fucking gun for you. Right? And if you don't ball out, you're gonna look like a douchebag. But even then, on the team that you did end up signing for, you're gonna look like a douchebag if you don't ball out because it's like, remember that big spectacle? Remember how we excited we got it? This guy fucking sucks. <laughs> there was a kid that he could have ripped off ten shirts and, and revealed us, and it wasn't worth it. There was a kid that announced he was going to Notre Dame, and I, for the life of me right now, I can't remember. He's a, a lineman, so of course I'm not gonna remember him. But he pulled a truck to reveal the the Fighting Irish Jesus logo. Christ. That wasn't on National Signing Day. That was like his pre-commitment but his verbal but that was he like 
pulled a truck and i, I was like oh that's that's kind of cool but it's now stupid- every defensive lineman that beats him is going to be like Guess you can't pull this truck, motherfucker. Like that's you're <laughs> it's opening as yourself stupid up. Stupid as the Super Bowl picks when the zoos release the penguins and they waddle <laughs> over to something, or you know they 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 have the goats <clears throat> eaten out of the the team logos, and you're just like, oh, the, uh, Sally the goat picked the Patriots because that's the Fijian. It's so stupid. Yeah, you made me choke on my beer on that one. Oh, good. <laughs> Jesus. I don't. I'm not opposed. I'm, I'm to I'm here it. to announce that I'm selecting a new podcast, uh, Mike. Uh, <laughs> but you gotta see what T-shirt I'm wearing you're, underneath these other three. I'm wearing. All right, so I got five microphones in front of me, <laughs> right? And I'm going to suck off the one that I uh, choose. And oh, it might be this one. Oh, deep throat. No, no, I didn't quite do it. Uh, 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 oh, that's the one he's deep throat, and he's going to CBS. Come on, man. It's just so stupid. <laughs> See? Your laughter exudes how ridiculous the whole spectacle is. I'm just notating this time because I think I found our clamor clip of the week. <laughs> <laughs> this episode. God, I hope that only took 24 seconds to do because that was the best. Holy shit. You're right. It is a spectacle. It's ridiculous. It's dumb. But... 18 year olds are fucking dumb they're dumb kids like who are you more mad at the the 18 year old that did it or the parents that are like yeah no go ahead son do that well i I feel like some of these parents don't even know sometimes i mean (laughs) clearly we just talked about it the parents have no idea what they're about to do but that kid didn't do anything crazy all he did was put on gloves so that may have been they didn't know the pick, but That's you fine, had to know look, those parents had to know that that you know, kid was about kid to rip off three shirts. Any of that bullshit. Now he probably <laughs> won't be D one anything, so you won't have to worry about that. I was gonna say if my son is signing a letter of national intent anywhere, I'd be like, "Fucking, you do whatever you want, kid. You no, just got college see, paid for." If that's you, if that daddy's happens, about to go buy a boat. No, if that happens, I'm going to show my son up and, and reveal it before him. I'm going to ruin his moment. We're going to talk about it on Craft Fruit Sports. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what I'll tell you right now. Oh, shit. Yeah, your dad announced it on a podcast a week ago. We don't care. Shit, we could get some national attention that way. All right, well, we just figured it out. In like When we're still doing the show in 20 years. In like 17 years, Jesus. we are going to make it big because... Because our kids are going to live vicariously <laughs> through our kids. I mean... Isn't I'm, that the way of sports parents, though? That's that's what it has to be. My dad did it through me, and I failed miserably for him. So <laughs> My dad you know, knew better. <laughs> one look at me, and it's like, yeah. No sports. Son, check out the Star Wars. It's more your speed. Son, let me introduce you to this guy, Darth. I think you might be, I think you might be more interested in this. <laughs> All right, so you're just anti-national signing. That's fine. That's fair. I get it. You're also not a college football fan. No, I know. And, but that's the thing, though, because National Signing Day is for all the sports. And it, football takes that's over. True. Football does that's take the, over, yeah. That's the main one. But that's where I say, like, I feel bad for shitting on National Signing Day as a whole because yeah. it's only football. And then there are all these other kids who are doing it for all these other sports, and they're just – I'm all about the kids – fulfilling their dream yeah i i remember how it felt when i got accepted by xavier and i was super excited i know what it feels like and i could imagine being in that position i just don't feel like they need to put on such a show like it, it's enough to 
hey, you know, I'm here today and I'm really excited. I want to thank my mom and dad, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to go to this school and pull out a hat and put it on and smile for the camera and move on. But, you know, doing like, uh, hey, uh, I'm going to pull this hat out. and No, not there. And this hat, no, not there. And uh, this one. And then I'm going to chuck that across the room and boom, this is the hat I was always going to put on. Uh. So to that point, though, wouldn't the, the solution then be you don't have the fucking cameras there? Because if the yes, cameras aren't there, of then, course. Because that's what it comes down to is like everybody Absolutely. wants Absolutely. ESPN is the reason it's gotten out right. of hand. Right. If you think about it, uh, and here's the craziest thing to think about. Most of these kids aren't going to enroll early in the school that they choose. No. Some of them are, but yeah. not all of them. So that means for the next three, four months, five months, they are just a normal high school kid in their school after ripping off three t-shirts and revealing which college they're going to go to. Now and they're like, I wouldn't, but I would be thinking, I'm going to beat that dude's ass <laughs> the rest of this year. He's twice my size, but man, fuck that guy for making such a spectacle. You wait till Spaghetti going. Day, man. I am spilling that shit all over you. Right. <laughs> Thinks he's the you big got, tits. And then I'm going to be like, you got spaghetti on your shirt. Right? <laughs> like, I fucked your mom. No, for real. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. Moving past National Signing Day because it's over. Alabama had the number one class again. Yeah. So Um, we'll be talking about them in the national championship next year again. Ohio State had like, they were up there in the top five. So that's the crazy thing about National Signing Day is you get these kids who are like five, four star recruits and you have no idea how they're going to pan out. Like, yeah, they're probably some of the best athletes. You have no idea what happens. The craziest thing that I saw on national signing day, there was a four star recruit that signed on Alabama to gray shirt. And Alabama does this policy of if you gray shirt, that means you don't enroll with your class. You enroll a semester later. (laughs) So he basically is like, yeah, I'm just not going to be there for a while, which I'm going to go there eventually, which is funny. They signed the number one class and they're also getting four star recruits that other schools would kill for to just say like, Hey, if I'll the spot just, opens up ever, maybe I'll yeah, play. I'm just going to hang out over here for a while if you guys don't mind. Don't need you. me to move some water cups. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got it. Fuck Saban. Fuck Alabama. There's your National Signing Day update. The other big news, obviously, uh, this week is the Super Bowl. So dun, most dun, of dun, you. Dun. <laughs> Super Bowl week. <laughs> <laughs> most of you listening to this. Uh, probably already have watched the Super Bowl. You already know who won. But uh, for those of you that are listening to it early, now that we re- release on Saturdays. We're going to give you all the info you need. All the info. Okay, so here's my thought on the Super Bowl. So I have, for the longest time, been like, the Patriots are going to win. The Patriots are going to win this game. It's hands down. There's no way they're going to lose this game. Hold on. You're not going Miss Cleo on me already. No, I'm not going Miss Cleo already. I'm not going Miss Cleo already. But here's this ties into this National Signing Day thing. We also just came off a college football season where it was guaranteed Alabama was going to win that national championship. Nobody was close to Alabama. Alabama was going to win, and then it gets oh, to the wait, national championship. <laughs> and holy shit, Clemson all of a sudden just squirts it all over Saban's face. So my qu- <laughs> we also just talked about the Patriots, <laughs> you know, getting the trademark Blowing for 19 yeah. and 0. And so it. my question for you is, do the Falcons have a chance in this one? Because everybody and and that's the crazy. So the Falcons have flown so far under the radar all year long because in the NFC the only story has been the Cowboys. 
That's all anybody's talked about in the NFC all year long. The the Falcons have the number one offense in the league, and I don't think anybody knows it. Like They've been so quietly making it this far in the season. So do they even stand a chance? Or? Oh, God, yes. I will never doubt anybody after those Giants teams did it not once but twice to the Patriots where it looked like for sure the Patriots are going to roll, and they didn't. Atlanta has a shot in that they're one of the two teams in this game, and anything can happen. And do I think the Patriots will win? It's a high likelihood. But I also don't think that this is a slam dunk for the Patriots. Like every, if you examine all the Patriots teams that come into the have come into the Super Bowl, this is one of their least impressive teams to me. Which okay, I would agree. so they, there's been seven of them. This is their seventh time with the Belichick Brady. That's combo. fucking unreal, by the way. It is. It's crazy. That's unreal. But it's one of their more like. Eh, teams just on paper you know there's nothing and that's the Patriots MO is that they're not going to wow you with names or they're not going to wow you with stats and then somehow they're you know they win but this team against this Atlanta team that I think is good enough to win which is crazy to think if you had asked me midway through the season you know would Atlanta <laughs> have a chance to even make it to the Super Bowl? I'm like, no, it's Atlanta. They're gonna fall flat on yeah. their face. Like, I think can, when we were talking about like 15 or 16 and you know wins and and still not and, make the Super and, Bowl. And eventually, Matt Ryan's gonna Matt Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> and, and no, it's just Atlanta's gonna Atlanta. Like the city just is going to. Yeah, trust me, as a Braves fan, I know you're gonna get there and get disappointed. <laughs> so no, I didn't think that they. But I, that offense is really good and. I know defense wins championships, but in this era of the NFL, like offenses mean more, and Atlanta's going to get theirs. So, do you think it, do you think uh, Gronk not playing is going to hurt the Patriots in any way? Because I feel like that's the other funny part about this. <laughs> if you said, "Yeah, the Patriots going to make the Super Bowl without Gronk," I would have looked at you kind of funny because yeah. he's the focal point of their offense when he's in there. So it's nuts that he's not, but. Here they are, and they've managed to do it without, like, as unimpressive as this Patriots team is, it might be their most impressive Super Bowl win if they manage to do it without Gronk to me, even even though some of the other ones were, I don't you know, that, that very first one they won against the Rams when nobody knew much of anything, and Tom Brady was a rookie. People might argue that, you know, that one was the most impressive just the way they did it, but, man, to me, this one would be up there because of not having Gronk and just it not feeling like one of their better teams. I think that's the craziest part about this is it, I think you're right. It does feel like it's not the best Patriots team that, that we've seen. I think we've seen more dominant Patriots teams in the Easily. past. Um, but here's the craziest part about this to me is it feels like it's almost like destiny for the Patriots this year. Like, they, with Brady being suspended for the first four games, everybody was like, if they go 2-2, two and two, that's a win for the Patriots in those in those first four games. And they ended up going 3-1 and one with not just their backup quarterback, but their third-string quarterback. They go 3-1 and one in those first three games, and then all of a sudden rip off all this run and, and become this team that's in the Super Bowl again. I think that is fucking crazy to me that this team shouldn't have been 
they were counted out almost at the beginning of the year. Like everybody was like, ah, the Patriots are good, but without Brady for the first four games, they're going to struggle and they're going to have a, a rough time. And they ended up overcoming that. They made it to the playoffs. They had a cakewalk throughout the playoffs. There hasn't been really much that's that's challenged them throughout this playoffs, which may end up being a, a detriment to them because they haven't had one of those games that's like, well, fuck, we're we're gonna lose this one. And then they overcome it, and then they can build on that. That whole Disney movie bullshit. <laughs> yeah, there hasn't been much <laughs> adversity along the way. But there hasn't been much adversity for anybody in the playoffs because the playoffs have been boring as fuck this year. We talked about that last <laughs> week. Jesus <laughs> Christ, it's been awful. But I just feel like there's something about this Patriots team, whether they're all... It's almost like Belichick has a, a picture of Roger Goodell, like a stand-up car, cardboard cutout of Goodell in the locker room. And he's ripping off pieces of clothes like Lou Brown did whoa, in Major whoa, whoa. League. Whoa, where are you going? Lou Brown in Major League. Oh, where he's okay. like, we're going to win the whole damn thing. <laughs> ripping off clothes of the commission. Got a little weird there for a second, man. Well, that's because that's what Lou Brown did in Major yeah, League. Yeah, but he was man. ripping off clothes of the woman owner. Look, man. A little I'm different, to, bro. I'm not here to judge. I'm just here I'm to just say. Saying. <laughs> I'm just here to say that's what it feels like. It feels like they've rallied around something. And the team, it's they're just it's their year to make it. I don't know why. It just feels like this is it. They're going to do it. I don't, and only because it, I don't believe in their their year stuff. Because everybody told me in 1998, and all you kept hearing was, or not 1998. I'm sorry, 2001 when it was the Yankees versus the Diamondbacks. And after 9-11, everybody's, you know, the Yankees are the team of destiny. And because of 9-11, you know, New York is destined to win this. This is their year. And then what happened? <laughs> they lost in game seven. And I probably, outside of people at Arizona, was one of the biggest celebrators <laughs> across the country. Me and my brother were, like, jumping up and down and hugging because – I didn't believe in the whole destiny thing. Like, 9-11 to me had nothing to do with the Yankees winning another championship. And this whole deflate gate and any of that crap has nothing to do with whether or not the Patriots are going to win another Super Bowl or are in this position to give another, you know, middle finger to Goodell. So, I don't think that shit has anything to do with it. It's going to come down to whether or not... turnovers happen like i i think that's the biggest difference maker in this because i think both teams are it's rare that i can say like both teams are really sound to where i think that it's just going to be you know the turnover things and most games you could say well whoever has the most turnovers is going to win the game but both of these teams are so good at what they do that i think you know if one of them screws up that the other one is going to capitalize. Like it's much more likely that Atlanta is the right. one to, to mess up because they're the high powered offense and, you know, defense wins championships. But if, if the Patriots, they're capable of having a bad day. And if, you know, they fumble or something crazy happens, I could easily see Atlanta running off with this one and, you know, it going their way. It's funny. You mentioned, 2001 and the Yankees. <laughs> Why? Because who won the Super Bowl after the September 11 attacks on the United States? I don't remember. The New England Patriots. Yeah, okay. I remember it. <laughs> so... I just didn't bring it up. 
But that was <laughs> that was pre Brady though, wasn't it? That was Brady's first Super oh, Bowl. That was, Brady's that first was Super the two thousand one season. Think? Oh, okay, all right. So Why did I you think have that a that team was the again. You have a team of fucking destiny that it's like. Well, the Patriots have to win this year because we had this this terrorist. Day. It's got to be the Patriot. That's America, Patriot. We're we gotta yeah. The Patriots have to win. They're a fucking team of destiny, man. They're just a team that it's their year. It happens. Brady supports Trump. <laughs> if you're on the fence about who to root for in this Super Bowl, just know that. I'm not saying I'm. No, I'm not for saying him. you. I'm talking to the listeners. If you if you're wondering if you're kind of on the fence or if you're like I don't really care who wins, Brady and Trump are like Trump tight. You know what's intended. funny is that Brady has distanced himself a lot. From oh no, that. he's tried. He's tried. He's, when when you're out here with in the middle of election season, way back when, with the "Make America Great" hat in your locker, yeah, people don't forget. People and, don't forget. And Bill, let's not let's not forget about Belichick. Yeah, Bill wrote the damn letter. To yep. Him. Yeah. So. There you go. Uh, that may sway people. Some people who are, they're going to be like, God damn right. I'm going to cheer for the Patriots now. <laughs> right. Murka's team. Hopefully none of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I have a feeling anybody who did support, they've stopped listening to this show. Right. <laughs> they, and, and if they did they support heard, Trump, within the first five minutes, they ended listening to this show. They've heard us talk about Colin Kaepernick and they're like, nope, click, unsubscribe. <laughs> no, they were like, they've got a black co-host, out. Not in Trump's America. <laughs> I just hit my head on the wall laughing at that one. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right. So clearly you're you think this is gonna be a good game. I do. I actually do think this is going to be a good game, which, you know, Super Bowls are so hit or miss. Do you think Matt Ryan can hold up to the pressure? Because I think that's the big thing. So I know the Falcons Matt, have... Matt Ryan is definitely the X Factor for Matt Atlanta. Matt Ryan is, Absolutely yeah. is the X Factor for Atlanta. Cause that's why I put no faith in that if team. If he goes derp and, you know... <laughs> if is he Matt, goes Matt Ryan. That's what I'm saying. Matt Ryan derp. Then, yeah, they've got no chance. And then all of a sudden the Patriots run away with this thing. But he was the MVP this year, most likely. He, he played... Two years ago, or maybe it's three years ago now, blanking. I guess it was the 2013 NFC Championship game, but it was two seasons ago yeah. when uh, the 49ers went into Atlanta and beat Atlanta. Um, I remember watching that game and thinking, man, you know, I, I kept waiting for Matt Ryan to turn into this Matt Ryan that I thought, because I've always thought of Matt Ryan as just, you know, he's a good quarterback, but not anybody right. that you fear. Right. And. Throughout that game, he played really well and didn't. And I just was like, damn it, when is that moment going to happen? And it didn't come until the very end of the game, the final play of the game when, you know, he ended up throwing an interception. Niners sealed it and won it. But that was the game for me as far as Matt Ryan went. I was like, damn, you know, as much as I think that that dude is just an average guy, he, you know, showed me something today. And ever since then, even though since then he's he had the, the next season, he was very shitty. Yeah. And there was nothing to write home about. And then this year he had, like, the MVP season. So it's night and day. I, I have always had that thing where I know what he's capable of. That's the, yeah, at that's his the highest level. Thing, like, right? at his highest level, 
he's definitely able to win the Super Bowl. But I know what he's capable of at his lowest level. And I was going to say, like, that's the Ugh. problem. Is his lowest level, you're just like, damn it. So have the Falcons faced the defense like the Patriots before? Because this Patriots defense is solid this year. I mean, that's as... You say that, and that's actually where I think Atlanta has a chance. Because when I say that this Patriots team has been underwhelming, I look solely to their defense. Because their offense... They've done it with a bunch of white guys that you've never heard of, and you know, a, a you goddamn stable right, of, Trump, baby, <laughs> a stable of running backs, <laughs> a stable of running backs. You know, besides the, Mr. Punch in the face, that you know, for the most part you're like who? Um, so their offense is fine, but it's the defense that usually is the stout part where you're like, all right, man, you know, they're gonna create turnovers. Their defense has been middle of the road to average this year. And against this Atlanta team, middle of the road to average, ain't going to cut it. And so I think that Atlanta has the advantage when it comes to playing against the defense. It's just that the matchup when you're talking about, if you look at all the matchups, you know, like quarterback versus quarterback, you give it to Brady because of the experience. Yep. Uh, You know, running backs. It's a toss up, but I lean towards Atlanta because they've got, you know, a little bit more. They've got the double combo. The wide receivers, you give it to Atlanta because they've got black wide receivers. Yep. Um, <laughs> the the defenses are kind of really a true toss up. Uh, Atlanta's got fast and young where the the Patriots have savvy and you know sound, and so it, it's also. But where's the main advantage? And we're like that's going to be probably the tipping point is head coaches. Dan Quinn being a first time Super Bowl head yeah. coach. Now he coached the defense for those Seattle teams in the Super Bowl. But this is the first time as a head coach in the Super Bowl going up against what is arguably the greatest head coach of all time in Bill Belichick. The Sith Lord. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like that's what tips everything. Like, yeah. I really think this game is going to be close. I think it's not going to be any type of blowout for one team or the other. And then what does, what does that mean? When it comes down to it, there's going to be a play here or there. And Belichick has the advantage. Like, that's what it ends up being. All right. Like the defenses, I don't think. And in fact, I almost slightly lean towards Atlanta. But, you know, the defenses, I just say, are a wash for the most part. It's it's head coach that that tips the scales. That's a good take, man. That's a really good take. We'll save our predictions. All right, I'm out. This has been Crap Fruit Sports, everybody. Thanks for joining us. No, I said I'm out. You got the rest of the show to do. Oh, all right. Well, in that case, uh, listen, guys, I want to talk to you about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I almost spit beer all over the mics. Holy crap. I've been waiting for this opportunity for Damn. so long. Uh, <laughs> no, we'll save our picks for uh, for Miss Cleo, the final Miss Cleo. Final Miss Cleo of the 2016 Even though it doesn't season. matter. It but, has uh, no bearing because we're guess just what? Doing it just for fun. Mike is going to drop the uh, want ad this coming weekend. When this show releases, that want ad is going up shortly thereafter. Oh, God damn. So I've already had questions. Uh, uh, Drew, listener to the show, good friend of mine, texted me and was like, hey, man. I need the text of what you posted <laughs> so that I can try to find it for a shout-out on the show. Yes. <laughs> so there Fantastic. are people that are going to be scouring Craigslist ads for that. Before we get into that, though, this week featured maybe my favorite 30 for 30 since the U, which was my favorite 30 for 30. I don't count OJ 
Made in America because that was like a five. No, part. like yeah, I know it started no, no. off as a thirty That's, for thirty. Well, but that became... wasn't a thirty for thirty because that ended up being a feature length film. Yeah, it got nominated for it, Oscars for God's sakes. I think it is like a double feature length. Like that was a that was yeah. a long ass. That was what five episodes. Mm, yeah, but I think it Somewhere totaled like eight hours. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I think the final product okay, was yeah, eight hours. That's crazy. Yeah. So that that doesn't count as a thirty for thirty. But this week. ESPN released the 30 for 30. This, this was, was the, the XFL. XFL. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. So many memories. There were, uh, dude, watching. So I will admit I haven't gotten all the way through it yet. I'm most of the way through it at this point. But holy shit, man. Watching that and reliving the excitement that led up to the XFL starting was awesome. Well, so fucking awesome. And we talked about it before the show. The, it was a perfect storm for that to even be able to come together because that was when wrestling was at its height. Yep. So Vince McMahon had all the clout of wrestling being on top of the world and it being super mainstream. I was all into wrestling. That was the attitude era, everything that was going on with that. And then, you know, at the same time, Really being into the NFL and loving everything about professional football and and hating when there was no football like that was when you couldn't get enough football and I feel like yeah. America in general couldn't get enough football now there's definitely an argument to be made that eh, America has enough the XFL football. would never work now it would never well, work. I'm going to get to that in a second, and I'll tell you why okay. I actually disagree with that. Let me stand down. I'm going to sit down and no, just no. drink my beer and shut the fuck up, Mike. <laughs> no, you don't have shut to Shut up, that. Mike. You don't have to go that far, but I'm going to tell you why. That I, I think that's a little bit wrong. But it was just a perfect storm of timing, of you know the groundswell of everything going on, and it was just awesome. I mean, when they debuted that black and red football, which black yeah. and red are my two favorite colors, so it was like, oh, my God, look at that football. It's not brown. <laughs> It was just like holy shit! It it spoke to me, and and watching it, I realize now because I wasn't following it, you know, as extensively at the time. It's like man, they they had no idea if if you and I just sat down and made up this show off of our asses, then they are something less than that. Like they, <laughs> they announced, hey, this league is going to exist, and then within a year had that shit slapped together. That's the craziest which is part insane. to me. So I I mean we were young when the XFL when it launched. When it started. It was announced in ninety nine and then it started in two thousand. So we were like and freshmen was, in it was in tenth high grade. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say freshman in high school when it was announced and sophomore yeah. is when it actually came So out. we don't we didn't know the backstory. We don't know what had happened leading up to that announcement. Right. So seeing that in the, the thirty for thirty blew me away that they didn't even have they didn't have teams. They didn't yeah. have coaches. <laughs> they didn't have players. They didn't have stadiums. And they were like, we're fucking coming, and it's going to be the best. But and it's we funny like, because, yeah, it is. But of how the marketing was done, I didn't even realize that. It's like all of that stuff. That's what I, mean. I would have thought everything was completely planned out the right. way that it was presented. Yeah. But then they show it on the 30 for 30, and we're like, these guys had no idea what they were yeah. doing. And they were exactly a year away from launch. I mean, as of what nine months out, they did. They still didn't have teams. It was what six months when they started the training camp in Vegas, where they yeah. had guys just playing for a per diem in the training camp. And then they wonder, like, then you look back, and you know, I remember my dad watching it with me and being like, 
this is fucking awful. <laughs> like, like my dad was just so pissed off at how shitty the game was, <laughs> which was such a dead thing because yeah. I remember watching it thinking, oh my God, this is That's awesome. What I, I was like, there's no coin toss. This is amazing. <laughs> I thought it was the greatest thing I, I ever was seen. totally sold was like, on it. He doesn't have his last name on the back of his jersey. <laughs> this is the fucking best. They run out. There's no <laughs> type of coin toss. There's no fair catch. The ball is black and red. <laughs> <laughs> so, meanwhile, my dad's like, fucking bullshit. This is bullshit. What's Look funny that. is by week three, I was your dad. Yeah. <laughs> On the inside by week three, I was your dad. But I, I fought it. I yeah. I tried to fight it because, like, you know, when you're... You're all in on something right. before you it even can't, launched. Well, you can't. You didn't want to bail. admit defeat, so I was just like, "No, nah, this is still good. You just gotta give it a chance. Gotta give it a chance. It's good. <laughs> it's, it's gonna last." But looking at like watching a thirty for thirty, I was like, "Now I get it. Now I understand why my dad right. was like that. Yeah. That was awful anybody because it knew, was. Yeah, awful. Anybody who knew football, it, it was not. Good. It was horrible. It, it was a horrible product. Well, and I." <laughs> It, and the, and you can see it when the documentary is going on, where like where it jumped the shark, where they were struggling so bad that Vince was like, "All right, fuck it, we're going to go into wrestling mode. We're going to the locker room." And I even yeah. remember watching it, thinking, "Ah, oh, shit, this is the part where I can't really vibe right. with this because it's turned into wrestling, where this is like fake and eh, it's not well, that, really football." And that's the crazy thing because that was always the question that they present in the documentary was people were worried. I didn't think about it at the time because I was a young kid. I didn't think about the fact that, Hey, this is Vince McMahon. Wrestling is fake. This football might be fake. See, I actually did. And I, but I, I thought like, because I thought, and, NBC gave it legitimacy. I thought that's well. That's what I'm saying. I was like, there was no, no this way is, that NBC would sign up to for me. I was like, fake. this is football, right? So it's not fake. Yeah, wrestling is fake. Yeah, I'll give you that. But this isn't fake. But everybody else was like, mm, oh no. Yeah, see, no, it's Vince McMahon. I, and, and, and the people fake. that I was around at the time, like my closest friends, we we were all in. But there was definitely a lot of haters surrounding us that were like, yeah, it's just fake. It's not. It's not even real. Like the whole league is a sham. And part of it, I guess, was <laughs> in the end. I mean, because just the way yeah. everything was handled, it was one big sham. Like nothing really worked out this the saddest part to me is to get back to the point we were making when you said it wouldn't exist today is that i actually think that given time to breathe and restructure just a little bit and had they planned it a little bit more before they rolled it out that it actually could have survived because i think and and the times are different now i think back then much more so than now i'll give you that part of it is that there was such a hunger for football. Yeah. And there was such a spot where, oh, my God, the Super Bowl is over. We're not going to have foot. Like, there was a sadness. Like, we're not going to have football again until there's spring practice in a few weeks for college. But then, you know, there's absolutely nothing until college football starts, you know, sometime in mid-August, the mid to late August. Like, that's awful. And so you had this, and that's what it capitalized on. And I really do think that – not for me now because I'm I have NFL and football fatigue, but <laughs> that there's a place for if the NFL decided they wanted to do and if they ex- like I've got a whole list of we did the what could MLB do yeah. to make it I, yeah. I feel like there's even though NFL is on top that there's plenty we do that, that they could do we we, we should. should all right let's bookmark do that, that shit all right that that they Taking could do to, yeah that they could do to fix things or make the NFL better. 
And one of them has always been to me is to expand the rosters and have like a true farm system, for lack of a better word, or at least like a developmental league where you don't have to cut all these guys and there aren't any of these guys that you're signing off the street in between weeks and whatever because, you know, there's not enough room to keep them on the practice squad or whatever, and the practice squad's a joke because teams can sign players off them and all that shit. Like, having a true extra team, and maybe not a full squad, but enough to fill out a starting lineup of guys that then, you know, were put into this league and they played. Now, they had NFL Europe, and obviously we couldn't see any of that, and it folded up really quickly, but I feel like if the NFL had a developmental league that started shortly after the NFL, and it wasn't too... Like serious, you know, there wasn't like a championship maybe, but they had these games. You can yeah. see like that, there's an interest for that. And again, it's different because back when the XFL was happening, there would have been like, oh my God, it, it's football. We don't care. Whereas now it's like, well, you know, there's kind of a little bit of a burnout. And again, I'm speaking only for myself. I don't know how all average NFL fans feel, but for me, it would be one of those things where I wouldn't necessarily tune in, but I would check out what players from my team did. I would keep up with what they were doing because that's the only way for these guys to get better. And the NFL has limited the amounts of things you can do with time. And I know that's the CBA, but like as far as practices go and it's, it's made it so that you can't develop any of these fucking guys. Like, so I, I the guys get that, that suck. Just end up staying suck. I, I totally understand. So if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, just any type of football, after the Super Bowl, you'd be on board with watching. So even if it's like if I let's would, say because we let let's off say the show a, talking let's about say how if it's NFL Europe, nothing. right? Let's say if it's NFL Europe and you can actually just watch it, and you'd be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch that. It's cool." I still say the XFL would not work now, and the reason why I say that, and I'll ask you this question, and this is gonna prove my point: <clears throat> Would you let your son play football? Oh. <laughs> Well, then there's that problem. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the that's, XFL. That's why I say that problem of going back to, you know, back in 2000 is times have at changed. That's exactly. At that right. time, it was like the perfect time to be like, yeah, the NFL is a bunch of pussies and we're going to fucking be hardcore. And here's a chair to the head. Right. Thing. Okay. And so from the that XFL aspect, I agree would not with work now because they had that mentality of, we're going to be hard hitting. We're gonna, there's no fair catches. It was motherfucker. straight CTE. Yeah, it, you guys, you guys remember NFL Blitz? That's what this fucking shit is. Which is what appealed to me. Yeah, <laughs> at the time I it was, was on real board. life Blitz. Now I'd be like, what the fuck? Are you going to kill somebody? Yeah, no, no, not you. Kind of watch that because yeah. players could literally die. And that's why, and that's why I don't think the XFL would work. Now I agree with you that I think we do. We we would benefit from having football. Between now and when college the football start of starts season, up, I yes. think I think people would tune in. Even if it was fucking Canadian football and they broadcast it here, we'd be like, "We'll yeah, see, we'll watch it. That's that, cool." There's two things that I was going to point out to you, and you said NFL Europe, and then you said Canadian football. The problem is, and Trump will love to hear this, <laughs> that you have to present it as American, like. Yeah, immediately people hear NFL Europe and they're like, I'm out because the, the team names were the Frankfurt this yeah. and they, they were foreign team names. But if you have this these these teams and they're American and they're playing just in your local whatever and they, you know, made the league, like 
that's why I said I was kind of excited or I, I saw the potential of the Ice Cube three yeah. on three basketball yeah, 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 league yeah. because it has this interest where you're like, hey, I'll tune into that because it's something different. It's basketball and it has players that I'm familiar with and they're playing, you know, around locally or whatever. And at the NFL did it where it's like, hey, here are these guys that are in this developmental league. Right. And it's players that you still know because they're guys that didn't get drafted necessarily, but they were still stars in college or they were stars at certain levels in their college. Like you could still parlay that into it. And, hey, they also have the the fact that they're representing your NFL team. and But they're playing in this league like people would gravitate towards Well, that. you're right. And I think if you did it in, in cities that – don't have an NFL team. Right. But so Las have... Vegas, hello, you're primed for this. <laughs> but like, I mean, even like, so like the Reds farm organization, they've got the Louisville bats. If the Bengals had the Louisville, right. Whatever bullshit. Well, and that's thing you come baseball. Up with, they have people are going to be like, Oh, I'm going to watch. I'm going to check out Louisville. This right. Time. And baseball has minor league levels for each city. They've got four levels or five even in some cases and you know so that wouldn't work for the NFL you can't have you wouldn't have a bunch of levels for each cities or whatever so you'd have to have a concentrated and it would only be you know the best representatives from each team and if I was saying you have just enough if each practice squad was just enough to have an 11-11 where you had 11 defensive guys and 11 offensive guys and then the combination of the best talent from all of those come together on, you know, the regional teams and put together. So then much like NFL Europe, where you have representatives from each yeah. team representing on those smaller teams, that would be the case. I think the problem with that is just like the MLB, nobody fucking broadcasts major league, like yeah. the double yeah, A ball leagues. or triple A yes. ball. Like nobody's showing that. So, right. but, but at the same time, those AAA leagues and those AA leagues are going on at the same time as the major league leagues. Yes. So when this would be going on, be when it would be no after. Yeah. So those guys are, but those guys are signing up to. Hey, you have no fucking shot at making the team this year. It's not going to happen. You're going to fucking sit there and work at your day job until we sign you on to play for the Louisville Tigers or whatever. Bullshit. The Bengals come, come up with a better name than that. But they're okay. not. It's Mike Brown. He's going to come <laughs> up with the Tigers. He's going to be like, "What? Bengals and Tigers? Man. And then if we have no, another one, be, he would hit him with the Mike Brown Browns." <laughs> <laughs> my father's team. My, my, my father had a team named after him. I, I can do the same thing. <laughs> with, with the Louisville Browns. Louisville Browns. No relation to Cleveland. None. Let's get into Miss Cleo picks, man. All right, this is where we'll make our uh, fateful Super Bowl picks, huh? Yep, this is it. This is the last You Ms. were the Cleo big pick. winner this year of Miss Cleo. You All the glory. So guess what? You get to go first. You son of a bitch. You're a motherfucker. All right, here's what I think about Damn, the LeBron, Super Bowl. Damn, LeBron, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you and your family. Here's what I think about the picks. <laughs> I'll be good. Fucking run over tonight. Uh, I think for this Super Bowl... Falcons versus the Patriots. I think Matt Ryan is going to go Matt Ryan. I think he has skated by throughout this season, and people think he's way better than he actually is. So I'm going to say Matt Ryan goes Matt Ryan and struggles immensely in the Super Bowl and makes this borderline unwatchable to the point where people are going to talk about the commercials and not about the game because it's going to be that unwatchable. So I'm going to say the Patriots win this one, running away, thirty-five to seven. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've listened to Mike Berlon call picks all season, and he's been god-awful at it. Reverse jinx. Horribly wrong. Reverse he jinx. He can throw out reverse jinxes. Reverse he can jinx. throw out all of that other bullshit. <laughs> but let's face it. He sucks at making picks. Plain and simple. So I'm going to give you what's actually going to happen in the Super Bowl. It's not going to be a runaway for either team. It's going to be a close game. And I actually think that Atlanta might lead and appear as if they're going to win. The problem is, just like I talked about earlier, it's going to come down to Bill Belichick making that one or two moves that tips the scale. And so I see the Patriots winning, but not in a blowout, and it won't come before the last drive or so of the game. It will definitely be in question leading up to the end. But I'm going to go with a Patriots victory and a high-scoring game because Atlanta's going to get theirs. This Patriots defense is not that good. They're average, and especially average as far as Patriots defenses go. So I'm going to say that the Patriots win 34-28. to 28. And it pains me to do that because that means Tom Brady gets his fifth Super Bowl ring. Do you think Tom Brady's done after this one? No, God, he that fucker's gonna hang out. He's, he's like he's like fucking herpes. He won't go away. Thirty nine years old, man. Jesus Christ, just thirty nine years old. Away, you've tormented me long enough. <laughs> Fuck. So we both have the Patriots scoring around thirty five points. Oh yeah, no doubt. I I feel like well, because here's the thing: Patriots have to outscore the Falcons, which I think they can do, and Atlanta. I said 28. I said 7. <laughs> Jesus. I actually think that it might, because for them to get 28 would mean that they'd have to score four touchdowns and obviously get all the extra points. But I think maybe it's more like 27, because I think Atlanta at some point, that that's where the defense for the, the Patriots is going to kick in at least one time where they force Atlanta to kick a field goal. So yeah. it's more like... Atlanta ends up scoring 27 and the Patriots, but I still think the Patriots scored like 34, 35, something like that. So we both have the Patriots winning this game. We do. And if you listen to the Sports Dance podcast, which had us guest pick, uh, that you heard those we same also, scores. Yeah, the, I was going to say. Same scores. I think we gave the same one. scores. And I, I think I previewed it as, oh, I might have something different. But I, no. I tried to all week convince myself. I really wanted to pick Atlanta. And I also I wanted to pick Atlanta because I knew I you can't were trust heavy Matt on the Patriots. Ryan. I can't trust him. I, I don't think that's what it's going to come down to. I think there's going to be a turnover or something stupid that has nothing to do with Matt Ryan. Or, okay, even if Matt, th- Matt Ryan throws an interception, if he throws three touchdown passes, is like I don't feel but like I that, think that's his I fault. feel like Matt Ryan is going to throw three interceptions. I feel like no, he is going to I feel like he is no. going to completely shit the bed. Who, okay. Riddle me this, Batman. Okay. He's going to throw three interceptions. Yeah. To who? Fucking I don't know. Yeah, anybody. See, that's the a thing. lineman. He's yeah. going to throw it to a you lineman. It's because he's Matt Ryan and it's oh, just Jesus. his luck. It's not even that he's bad. It's that he is the most unlucky guy. I'm going to lean on the side of, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. For real, though. If you were at the beginning of the season, and you're going to talk about the best quarterbacks in the league. I told you, middle of the season, I would have said Matt Ryan is a middle-of-the-road quarterback. Okay, so middle-of-the-road quarterback. So you were going to put... But, I, but how many, seen how him, many quarterbacks are you going to put ahead of Matt Ryan? Not that many. See, when I say middle-of-the-road, I'm only looking at the top, like, 15. 
So to me, Matt Ryan was a top ten quarterback, but he's like like ten, eleven, somewhere right around there. So you would you would put nine quarterbacks ahead of Matt Ryan? Yeah, yeah. but to start the season, but. He's shown the ability, and I've seen flashes and know, of and he's him shown being that one ability of the top in the five. Past. He's shown that ability in the past. He's right, but he's done it all year, and he hasn't had that game where he's like, "Oh, that's Matt Ryan." So you're banking on the? I'm oh, banking on this oh, game he, being the one where he's like, "Turn into a pumpkin." Exactly. That's, exactly. I'm not saying that that's a not a sound strategy because well, it's it's. Law of strategy or law of averages. I uh, fucking I'm law of strategy. Lot of law of strategy. Law of strategies. <laughs> cool. You know what, Mike? Law Mike Berlin can't take shit. So law if you're betting averages. this game, I, I'd bet heavy. All right, Falcons. If we're betting the game, what's the spread this for the Super Bowl? Do we? Know? I don't know what the I don't final know what spread, spread ended up being. I th- it opened up at uh, the Patriots being a three point favorite. So if, it, if it the Patriots never... are three point favorite, I'm putting my money on the Falcons. Okay, we'll look it up real quick. All right, God damn it! Well, now we got now the show is. Oh, there's so much pressure. I can't type this fast. Oh, God, you suck. I now type the, one now the listeners are hearing something else that you're terrible at <laughs> typing. All right, well, we're going into. Uh, I gotta wait to continue. Continue in three, two, one. Continue to the article. Tick. God talk, damn it! This tick, is all getting edited talk, out. Tick. Talk. No, it's not. Bitch, last week I said the governor of Chicago, and that shit didn't get it out. We're not editing out you sucking. Spread is New England uh, giving three. Still, so it's the same. All right, so that means you know you're what? No, betting fuck Atlanta. It. No, fuck it. Oh, I no, am, he's backing out. Big I shocker. Am, no, I, 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 just, I just said that yeah, you New just England said would New win England 35-7. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to bet New England against that spread. Yeah, wrong. So you, you, even though you just said, I said that Atlanta, I said that New that England Atlanta would lose by more than three more points. Than three. <laughs> You're gonna bet Atlanta. Well, there you go, everybody. <laughs> Scott's a fucking idiot. Doesn't understand betting. <sighs> Whatever. This might be the last Craft Brew Sports episode. No, it no, won't it's be. not. No, this is fun. I love you, man. Me, I love you too, man. All right, let's consume it or can it. All right, let's consume it or can it. Brought to you as always. By the app that we support, <laughs> Firefan. Speaking of which, before we get into consumer canon, let's get into the burn of the week. Because that reminds us that our burn of the week comes to, courtesy. I tried to burn past it. Right? I tried to be like, nope, we're just going to get rid of it. But Glenn, I got you back. Because Glenn Pleasant has our burn of the week. And when we, this week, were talking on Facebook about the XFL 30 for 30, yep. Glenn pointed it out to us. And Mike said... Oh, man. After responding to the fact that I had said, oh, I got my DVR all set. I'm ready to go. Mike said, if I had a DVR, I'd be all set. But I'm ready to get to hook up the watch ESPN tonight. Yeah. Well, yeah, you goddamn right I am. <laughs> Which is fine. No judgment here. Yeah. I mean, you know, do what you got to do. Cutting, cutting the, the cord, cord, baby. Glenn, Glenn followed that up, though, by saying, just like that game app, huh? LOL. Which it's a is deep a burn, sick Glenn. burn because it's a burn. Uh, that's right. We support this app. We definitely want everybody to be on board with it, but it's been a struggle to get on the app. 
Just download it, please. Download it, sign up for an account. Craftroot Sports. Support your favorite podcast. Yeah. Don't worry about how. Just use the code. Use. use the code Craft. Because coming next season, we we all in, y'all. We all in. all in. Next season, all in, all the way. It does have NBA games, but I don't like the NBA. And so. I do like the NBA, but not on a nightly basis enough to be yeah. sitting there picking plays. So Craft Beer is your code word that you want to use. All one word, capital C, capital B, Craft Beer. Sign up, and that is for the Fire Fan app. app. Just do it, fuck it, because you love us. Don't, don't, don't worry about. Even if you download the app and play it once and then delete it, I'm cool with that. Yeah, just give it a try. All right, so consumer can it? Brooklyn Breweries, Brooklyn Stand Up Chocolate Stout. That's a lot of fucking bees to say. Brooklyn Breweries Black Chocolate Stout, Black Black Chocolate Stout, Black. I am consuming the fuck out of this. Shout beer. out to Jay Z for having twins this week. What is Brooklyn? There you go. What yeah, is Brooklyn. All right, all right. That works for me. I'm consuming it because I am two and a half beers deep, and I am, I'm kind of fucked up, like to the point. <laughs> I think they could tell. Yeah, you guys, you guys saw the point in this episode where things went off the rails. I am feeling very good. It's ten percent. If you want a beer where you can sit down and have like three of them and be feeling fantastic, drink this Brooklyn Brewery Black Chocolate Stout. Fucking delicious. It tastes good. It feels good. (laughs) Consuming the fuck out of this beer. Well. Consume. I'm going to consume it. Scott, I'm consuming it. All right. Scott, (laughs) I consume this one. This black I'm going to consume it. Black. Wow. <laughs> Damn it, man. Chill out. This black chocolate stout. It's black. It's a, it's a dark beer. So black. It's very black. And uh, I got to say, it's not terrible, but I'm going to go can. <laughs> you motherfucker. I am canning the black you chocolate stout. And you want to know why? Here's why. Yes, I do want to know. Because from the, the get-go, you said, oh, man, I could totally smell the chocolate. Uh, it's really strong. I never touched chocolate. Seriously? Like, yeah. No, never once. You never you never once smelled or tasted the chocolate in no. this. No. The, the 10% kicked me in the mouth from the get-go. Right. And I'm like, look, Mike makes very valid points. If you want three beers and have you feeling good, sign up. Listen, everybody. But... If you want a beer that has any type of flavor other listen, than people, listen. alcohol, listen, I may be can. terrible. I may be terrible can. at picking games. I may be I'll admit it. I'm awful at picking who is going to win a game. But the one thing I know is fucking beer. Scott is wrong on this one. Scott is 100% wrong. This beer is a consume all the way if you see Brooklyn Brewery's Black Chocolate Stout, buy it and drink the fuck out of that six pack. Black. <laughs> this is man. Can. Consume it or can it? Can black. Oh, Back of the bus it. with this this chocolate stuff. <laughs> I think that wraps the show, bro. This is it, dude. All right, so I gotta say, this might be the drunkest I've been by the end of the show. Wow. And I've been. I mean, we've had some pretty heady beers. I'm feeling the best right now. I haven't eaten a lot today, so that probably helps things. Hmm. But I feel pretty good. 
at the end of this show. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, I'm going to read the outro. So this has been Craft Brewed Sports. Uh, you can catch us on Craft B Sports at on Twitter. Craft B Sports. Yeah, yeah, whatever. On at Craft Brewed Sports on Twitter. Uh, Craft Brewed Sports on Facebook. Follow Mike at Mike Berlon on Twitter. Follow me at Scotty underscore K. Wait, nope. what? <laughs> Messed up my own Twitter. Just to see if Michael's paying attention with his drunk ass. That's Scotty K underscore Junior on Twitter. This is Craft Root Sports. We had too much fun. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Yes. Enjoy the fact that Mike's wrong. Nah, fuck that, man. It's going to be a good time. Whatever. Fuck it. Enjoy the XFL. We out. Cheers. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.